welcome everyone to the 2021 ACB DC Leadership Conference for the first time being held virtually, uh, broadcast on ACB Radio Mainstream and also simulcast on ACB um, uh, YouTube and ACB uh, Facebook. This year's uh, conference is dedicated to Charlie Crawford, who was an amazing man in memory of Charlie. Uh, he was our second executive director with the American Council of the Blind, a lifetime member and friend, and a tremendous advocate for the blind and visually impaired community. And we'll hear a little more uh, from those remembering Charlie later on in our program. We come to you this morning really reflecting on what has been an amazing year for all of us in 2020 going into 2021. It's hard to believe, everyone, that just a year ago, we were all together in person in Washington, D.C., and the Holiday Inn, sharing stories and food and drinks and getting prepared for a wonderful uh, president's meeting and a legislative seminar and heading out to Capitol Hill to walk uh, uh, to visit our representatives and congressmen. And so much has happened within the last 12 months. And given how much has taken place with the virus, uh, with the social unrest, with an assault on our capital, <laughs> It has uh, just been um, a year of change and a year of growth for the American Council of the Blind. And I come to you this morning very, very proud of what our organization has been able to accomplish. It was just a year ago at our DC Leadership Conference board meeting that we adopted our code of conduct. And it has been our beacon to guide us uh, to create a safe, respectful, and welcoming environment for all of our members and friends. It has been joined bar by our key five core values that we adopted 18 months ago, uh, right before our Rochester uh, convention. And those are integrity and honesty. And I think you see that every day with our organization. You saw it yesterday with an eight-hour board meeting where we were, as we have been for the past year, very transparent, doing our business on ACB radio for all of our membership and friends to hear. And we've conducted ourselves in a way that is truthful, it's honest, and it really, I think, says the best about our character. Our second core value is respect. And again, I think we have strived so hard inside the American Council of the Blind to really create an environment of respect. Again, we saw it yesterday in our board meeting where we can have differences of opinion without taking it personally. We honor each other's opinions. We work in a democratic me method and manner and we move forward. This convention, the theme is fostering voice, choice, and community. 
And I think that really plays out in our third core value, which is collaboration. For the first time, you're going to see a tremendous amount of integration at our ACB DC Leadership Conference with our corporate partners and our partners in the blind and visually impaired community. This is collaboration at work. You're going to see legislative breakout sessions that feature many members of industry and governmental agencies, as well as a fireside chat, which will involve seven of our closest partners inside the blind and visually impaired community, from the National Federation of the Blind, the Blinded Veterans Association, the American Foundation for the Blind, uh, the Vision Serve Alliance, AER, and APH. They're all going to be involved in our fireside chat. And we're also going to see many, many more partners involved in our legislative seminars talking about policy and things that will affect the blind and visually impaired community for years to come. The fourth core value for the American Council of the Blind is flexibility. And I think we have demonstrated flexibility over and over again over these last 12 months. From making the historic decision to host a virtual convention last year and for all the follow through that everybody put together to make that really a tremendous success. And also the uh, flexibility that we have continued to show with a staff that had to move to a remote environment in the middle of a pandemic and did not miss a beat. In fact, I would say worked even harder and were more productive through really, really difficult times. We've learned a lot uh, about ourselves. And I think one of the things we've really learned is the value of flexibility. The last uh, core value is initiative. And I think initiative has really shown itself through the invention and the creation of our community events. A year ago, we did not have any community event calls. In March, we, we really hosted the very first one on March 17th. Cindy will talk about this a little bit later. Now, we have over 300 community event calls a month. Isn't that amazing? Over 2,500 of them over the last year. They range in so many different categories and disciplines, but what I'm the most impressed by is the initiative of this organization that has promoted and fostered uh, people to get involved, to share their talents and their opinions and their spirit at a time when many people felt isolated and alone, the American Council of the Blind met the challenge and has been there for our members. This makes me so, so proud. I'm going to turn it over to Eric in just one second. But I also want to thank our membership for all they've done in the area of helping us with financial support. Uh, an organization that's trying to grow as ACB is, one of the life engines of that is the people's time, treasure, and talent. And I want to thank our membership for how well they've supported all of our fundraising programs this year and the difference it has made for our organization. The 
monthly monetary support committee wanted to let you all know this weekend that they are going to do a special campaign in order to continue to grow our members in the monthly monetary support program. It takes a minimum of $10 to join the program, and they are going to offer a smart television uh, to anybody who joins this weekend. They'll automatically be put in a drawing for a smart television that will be uh, selected uh, at the end of, of this session once people's pledges have been uh, collected. And if anybody would like to get involved and learn more about the monthly monetary support program, I'm going to give you a, an email address and a phone number. The email address is askacbmms at gmail.com. So that's A-S-K-A-C-B-M-M-S at gmail.com. And the phone number is 202-743-743. 0755. Again, that's 202-743-0755. If you call the number, please just leave a message. It's a Google subscription phone. If you leave a message, uh, you won't get a person uh, to speak to you in person, but leave a message and they will get back to you as soon as possible. So, thank you all for considering joining the Monthly Monetary Support Program. All the contributions you all have made as members and friends of this organization are the engine that keeps it moving. And now I would like to take a moment to introduce Eric Bridges, our executive director. I cannot, again, say enough about the partnership that Eric uh, and our team and the board have had over this last year plus. Eric's staff has done an absolutely amazing job. You heard their reports last night on the board meeting, but Eric is not only a business colleague, he's a friend, and we can't wait till we get to get together Mm -hmm. next to share our Let's Talk Sports show Mm -hmm. and hear a little bit uh, from Debbie Hazelton about her meal replacement shakes, because it brings a (laughs) smile to our face every time we get together with Brick Pellet Gun Morin, because we got to have a little fun. But Eric, I welcome you as a friend and a colleague, and I want to introduce to you Eric Bridges, our executive director. Eric. Well, thanks so much, Dan. Appreciate it. Um, Would like to acknowledge a very important uh, contributor to this uh, set of events the next couple days, and that is J.P. Morgan Chase. Uh, They they are a presidential sponsor, a $10,000 sponsor of this event and have very much appreciated their support over the last several years. As many of you are aware, they also sponsor the J.P. Morgan Chase Leaders uh, Fellowship Program that we launched in 2016. So thank you very much to them. Uh, I'm here this morning to, uh, number one, uh, thank you all for coming. Uh, and, and participating in this virtual, first ever virtual uh, DC Leadership Conference. Uh, this is going to be, I think, a pretty action-packed next uh, three days. And, you know, our team has worked really hard to uh, cultivate the, the, the programming and uh, go out and f- locate interesting and dynamic presenters. 
to share their, their viewpoints and their, their knowledge with all of you. And in turn, it's, hope that it, it's our hope that we hear from you. Uh, there will be uh, Q&A uh, where available with many of these uh, breakout presentations as well, the fireside chat this evening, I think, is is going to be really very interesting to to listen into. Uh, as Dan alluded to uh, when when he kicked this off, uh, we are honored uh, to be able to dedicate this year's DC Leadership Conference to a very special leader within this organization, Charlie Crawford. Uh, just to give you a, a little. Backstory: My my very first uh, ACB interaction with regard to a convention was in a ni 1999 in Los Angeles, and uh, I heard Charlie give his executive director's report, and I went up to the stage with the hopes of meeting him. And there was a line of folks that were chatting with him as they went to break, and uh, he came to me and and said, "Hi, the name's John Wayne." I was like, oh my gosh, he was hilarious uh, and endearing, really, obviously very smart uh, and a passionate advocate. And I came to know him better uh, when I moved to the D.C. area 20 years ago, right out of college, taking my first job and began interacting with the American Council of the Blind as a, as a participant in a, a cross-blind community monthly meeting. ACB would host these meetings and I'd show up and, you know, I was really just learning about policy and advocacy within the national blindness movement. And what I was struck by was his level of knowledge, how he was able to synthesize some, some fairly complex issues into uh, words and phrases that, that were understandable to me as a new person that had not uh, done this sort of work for very long. Uh, he was willing to share. He was willing to educate. Uh, he was obviously very passionate, but also ultimately very effective in the work uh, that he and ACB did. And I always thought during those years, man, ACB works on some really cool issues, whether it was audio description or accessible paper currency. Uh, there were numerous initiatives that ACB had undertaken that Charlie was leading that got me interested in thinking about, man, wouldn't it be cool to work here one day? Well, here I am, right? Uh, I, I want to thank Sue uh, for allowing us the, the opportunity to, to dedicate this uh, conference in, in Charlie's memory. Uh, Sue is Charlie's wife. And uh, it gives me uh, great pleasure to introduce uh, the video that honors Charlie. And here it is. Hello, I'm Susan Crawford, Silver Spring, Maryland. And Charlie Crawford and I were married for more than 34 years. And it is just such an honor that ACB is um, honoring him with the leadership conference by naming this after him this year. To tell you a little bit about Charlie, those of you who may not know, he, he was one of the founders of the Blind Leadership Club in Boston that became, later became the Bay State Council of the Blind. 
his idea of leadership was bottom up, not top down. That and it was and bottom up by joining with others to form a community. That's what the blind leadership club was all about. That's what Bay State Council was all about. And then he at the commission uh, he became he was appointed by uh, Governor Dukakis and later Governor Weld and worked under Governor Salucci as well as commissioner in Massachusetts. Hello, everybody. My name is Pat Sheehan. I am from Silver Spring, Maryland. And uh, right now I am the chapter president of the uh, National Capital Area Chapter of the Amer American Council of the Blind of Maryland. And one of the things that I remember about Charlie uh, is his advocacy. Uh, under Charlie's leadership, with exec as executive director, he helped define and get the audio description project started. Really started under Charlie's watch, under transportation, under transportation, and under pedestrian safety. He started the pedestrian safety, environmental access areas within ACB. <clears throat> he did a lot with helping to define. Um, uh, the truncated domes um, in the subway system. Uh, I think it was Peggy McCarthy who was killed in Boston because she fell over the edge of a platform and he made sure that um, subway systems were safe. <clears throat> Intersection designs with auto audible pedestrian signals was part of what was done in Maryland and now it's done throughout the United States. And something that we're still working on is the um, currency issue, which started under Charlie Crawford. So Charlie was able to articulate a vision for the organization. And it's something that we're still carrying through now with our current leaders. When we were leaving Massachusetts to come down to, to Maryland, when he was going to become executive director of ACB, uh, there was a farewell party for him. And at the party, uh, about 10 people stepped forward and said, Charlie, we, we discovered um, that you've been getting your shoe shined every week at Jimmy's. Uh, Jimmy was someone who lived at the Franciscan Mission and had just a little, little shoe, sign, shoe shine shop. And, and Charlie said, well, yes. And they said, well, we noticed, someone noticed that you've been giving him $20 every week. And so there's 10 of us who stepped forward and we will make sure that Jimmy that Jimmy does not lose any money by you moving to Boston. And that's Charlie's generosity of spirit. I didn't. I knew he was going to Jimmy's. I had no idea he was giving him twenty dollars a week. But he was just such a generous spirit, and that generosity infected other people. And and that is what you know that that also combines with leadership. Because it's not just, it's leadership by nurturing others and supporting others and mobilizing others to achieve a common goal, a common mission. And that basically, I think, is the mission of ACB. ACB is bottom-up leadership. It's, it's building a community and it's, and it's being generous. I asked him one time and I said, Charlie, what are your thoughts about ACB and your um, your participation that you've had at the national, state, and the local level. And he quoted Kennedy by saying, ACB gave him the ability to use the full use of his abilities 
along lines of excellence. And that was Charlie, <clears throat> always using his total set of skills and using them in an excellent way. So I miss Charlie uh, as a friend, as has been said by many. He was very generous. He cared deeply about <clears throat> promoting what was the best in people uh, and wanted to make life better for the state of Maryland and for all blind people across the country. Uh, this is our chance to carry on his, <clears throat> his legacy and to do the best we can to uh, be proud of what we can contribute to make Charlie proud of our efforts and move forward. Thank you. For ACB to hold this leadership conference and to call it the Charles Crawford Leadership Conference this year, uh, I consider it to be such an honor. And I know Ch Charlie would have been, Charlie would be delighted. Um, and, and I feel his presence and, um, and I'm sure many people do at ACB. Um, he cared for everyone and um, absolutely everyone. And I just want to say thank you. And, um, you know, I loved him so very much and I missed him. As, as I know, so many of you do too. And I thank you. Thank you so thank you. much, Sue and uh, Patrick, for your wonderful remembrances of Charlie and this year's conference, Fostering Voice, Choice, and Community. I think nothing else would live to the spirit of Charlie. We miss him. We miss his advocacy. And Charlie, rest in peace. I'm going to ask Janet if she can take uh, the next few minutes uh, and share with us uh, the uh, highlights of the upcoming uh, ACB virtual conference and convention, uh, Better Together, wherever we are. And so that was uh, let my me. First line, you I'm sorry, Janet. Down. I apologize. So, Janet, <laughs> let me introduce Janet Dickelman, our uh, convention coordinator from St. Paul, uh, Minnesota. Janet? Good morning, everyone. And I have to say, I'm kind of glad that Kelly couldn't get the screen share going because I was trying to figure out how I was going to talk after the tribute to Charlie. So thank you, Kelly. <laughs> um, those of you who attended our 2020 virtual convention know how exciting it was. Of course, we'd much rather be in person with you. But the one good thing about the virtual convention, one of the good things, is we were able to reach so many new people new to ACB and people who just are not able to attend our in-person conventions. So 2020, for that reason, um, the fact that we had to go virtual really was a bonus for ACB, and I'm sure 2021 will be also. And as um, Dan said, our convention theme for our 2021 convention is ACB, Better Together Wherever We Are. That was submitted by Janine Stanley. When I opened up a contest for a potential theme, my email exploded. I had so many good suggestions. And in the first 15 minutes, I probably had 30 emails with suggestions. So we have a lot of creative people. Thank you very much. I will be reaching out to all the state and special interest affiliate presidents about our roll call. We will do something similar to what we did last year. We will set up times so that we can have a Zoom call with our affiliate presidents and get their recordings. I was, it was suggested by Tony Stevens that I try to keep them to 30 seconds per affiliate. So I will have you say your name, 
your state. And I thought it was nice having a little quick fun fact about your state. So um, however you want to do that, but we will try to keep it at 30 seconds. So I will be reaching out to you shortly about that. Our convention registration will open on May 20th and it will close on June 28th. Um, We need to close the registration in order to get the Braille and large print programs out to everyone. And we will offer that format again, as we did last year for Braille and large print programs. Registration this year will be $25 for ACB members. It will be $40 for non-ACB members. However, if you're a non-ACB member and you would like to join as a member at large, that will reduce the registration cost to $35 because the member at large is $10. And then you can get the $25 registration um, fee. Registration will allow you to be in a door prize drawing. And last year we had many, many good, great door prizes. And uh, you don't have to be present. Your name will just be called and you'll win a door prize. It will give you the Zoom links so you can be involved in all of the sessions. It will give you a bidder number for the auction. You can also, of course, if you register, you will be able to become a convention sponsorship purchase the convention newspaper, which will be sent to your email box every morning. And there's a lot of advantages of registering for the convention. Uh, We will have five streams for sessions every day. So I'm working with the affiliates and um, committees to get their information as to when they would like to try to schedule their sessions. I'm trying to work to make sure that we don't have more than five sessions concurrently so that we can stream everything that needs to or wants to be streamed. Uh, This will not include our exhibitor channel or our audio described tour channel. Yes, we're going to have audio described tours again. I know that was very um, popular last year. Our exhibit hall for any of our exhibitors, they will be able to set up zoom rooms in addition to their sponsorship presentation and we will show send out the links for the zoom rooms so that you can go in and talk to each exhibitor if you would like to do that um the planning committee we have a representative from every special interest affiliate and and committee if you are the president of a special affiliate um know that the dates for them submitting our information for the pre-registration form or the registration form is April 1st and for the program is April 20th. Although I want all of the affiliates and committees to send me as soon as possible their preferred time so that we can get that I can get that on my calendar. And if I need to ask someone to potentially change a session so that we can make sure that it gets screen streamed. We can do all of that. Um, Let me give you a little information about the format of the convention or what's going on Friday evening, July 16th and convention dates are Friday, July 16th to Friday, July 23rd, Friday evening, the 16th, I believe we're going to have our, ACB film night, and then that will be followed by the Friends in Art Showcase of the Performing Arts. Saturday evening, we're still working, but I'm quite sure we're going to have a session on Get Up and Get Moving, um, all about 
exercise and getting moving. That will be a great session Saturday evening. Um, Sunday will be our opening general session. Monday evening, we will have a session similar to what we did last year. It's so popular with audio description um, that will be set up by the audio description committee. Tuesday will be our ACB auction. Wednesday evening, Information Access Committee is working on a, a session, and I can't wait to get a little write-up on that that I can send out as a convention preview. That's going to be on financial freedom, doing your banking and other financial things online. We're going to have a broker. Um, we're going to have people from the banking industry, a financial planner, I believe. So that should be a wonderful session. Thursday evening will be our banquet and our banquet speaker. I have to thank Kim Charlson for helping us for getting this. Our banquet speaker will be Peter Sagel from NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And anyone who's listened to the show knows what a tremendous um, speaker Peter is. And yes. in addition to being a media host, he is also a runner and he was running with as a partner to a blind runner during the Boston Marathon and they crossed over the finish line just a couple of minutes before the bombing. So that he's going to have lots of wonderful stories to tell us. And Friday evening in conjunction with hopefully the opening ceremonies of the Olympics. We are going to have an Olympics extravaganza. Stay tuned for additional information about that. We have a lot of things, wonderful things planned. We're still in the planning stage, but there'll be lots more information about that. Our general sessions daily will be Monday through Friday. They will begin at 10.30 a.m. and run to 2 p.m., except on Friday, we plan to run it a little bit longer till 4 p.m. Um, to facilitate our voting. We are going to have voting throughout the general sessions, and you'll hear more about that from our voting task force, some who will be speaking later today. We're balancing, making sure we can get all of our, as much of our programming in and also allow time for our accessible voting. So this is going to be a balancing act that Dan and I are working on. Our talking book narrator who will join us on Wednesday is J.P. Linton. And J.P. Linton has done a lot of books, science fiction, The Martian. Um, he read that. Also a lot of history, some young adult books. Um, I sent, I'll be sending out his information on a convention preview shortly so everybody can read about him. We are going to have a, some recorded programming as we did last year, our angels presentation, our scholarship presentations, our DKM and JP Morgan Chase will all be recorded prior to the convention. We will read the newspaper over ACB radio each morning, and we will have the pre and post um, convention shows with Tony and Debbie Hazelton. So that will be wonderful. Our afternoon sessions will start at 2.30 after general sessions um, during the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday prior to general sessions. We will have some sessions earlier in the day. So we have a lot going on to make sure you stay up to date with what's going on to, with the convention. If you are not already a member of the convention list, 
you may find an email to ACB convention plus sign subscribe at ACB lists, L I S T S dot O R G. And you can always reach out to me directly. My email is Janet dot Dickelman at gmail.com. That's Janet J A N E T dot Dickelman D I C K E L M A N at gmail.com. And you can also reach me by phone at 651-428-5059. And just to let you know, for our future conventions, our dates for our convention in Omaha for 2022 is Friday, July 1st, 2022 through July 8th. And the room rate there is $96 a night at the Omaha at the Hilton. Uh, 2023, we will back be back in Schaumburg, June 30th through, or we will be able to go to Schaumburg. I shouldn't say back in Schaumburg since we weren't able to be there. Um, and that is June 30th through July 7th. Room rates there are $98 a night. Um, oh, and finally, for those of you, as far as the 2021 convention is concerned, we were able to successfully negotiate our twin, our, with the Hyatt in Phoenix to void our contract for 2021 with no penalty or no um, necessity to rebook with them. So we're looking at what we're going to do starting with 2024, where we're going to go starting with that time um, as of 2024. Mr. President, that concludes my report. And of course, I miss seeing everyone in person and uh, but look forward to being in touch with you virtually. Oh, thank you, Janet. Excellent report. And I know everybody is very much looking excited to excitingly <laughs> to our 2021 uh, virtual convention. So thank you. Next, I'm excited to introduce to you um, our Multicultural Affairs uh, Committee, uh, who will do a presentation this morning on fostering diversity and inclusion through a mentoring program. Uh, I'm uh, honored to welcome uh, Peggy Garrett, the chair of our Multicultural Affairs Committee from Missouri City, Texas, along with Michael Garrett, a member of the Multicultural Affairs Committee and also our ACBES chair from Missouri City, Texas. Sandra Sermons, a member of the Multicultural Affairs Committee and chair of our International Relations Committee from Rockville, Maryland. And Marie, Regina Marie Brink, member of the Multicultural Affairs Committee and also president of her local capital chapter of the California Council of the Blind and one of last year's J.P. Morgan Chase Fellow uh, Scholarship winners from Sacramento, California. Uh, Peggy, as I turn it over to you, I heard a quote this morning from Harriet Tugman that really resonated with me. Uh, of paraphrasing, but she used the used the used the statement: "You cannot have dreams without dreamers." And I welcome Peggy, Michael, 
uh, Sandra and Regina because they are true dreamers for our organization. So welcome, Peggy. And by the way, Peggy, we're going to get you, you get your 10, you're, we're not, we're not shortchanging you. So we'll, we'll make sure you get your full 45 minutes. So we'll be late going into the, to the Leadership Connect show. So you still have 45 minutes for your presentation. So thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you all this morning. Thank you for the opportunity for MCAC to present to the president's group today. You know, ACB is an awesome organization. Um, and as President Spoon has said earlier in his opening statement, all of the challenges that we were met with last year and how ACB stepped up and met those challenges and just put us on the map and just in marvelous ways. And we are so appreciative of the opportunity to be a part of ACB. It is my honor to chair the Multicultural Affairs Committee. And as most of you know, our mission is to promote uh, inclusion and embracing of people of all ethnicities. Uh, ACB has just made such a difference in my life that it's made me want to make a difference for everybody else who is living with blindness or even low vision. We, as great as we are moving forward, we can move ahead and even be greater as we reach out to other people of color, Blacks, other people of color, uh, as we promote inclusion and embracing everyone. There is a lot of talent in this organization that has yet to be tapped and included. And this is what we want to do. We want to make this organization from the top to the bottom representative of all of its members. So what we have looked at and decided that the way to do this is through a mentoring program. So that's what we're going to talk about this morning. However, before I do that, I do want to introduce to you or make you aware of the other members of the Multicultural Affairs Committee. They are Regina Brink, Cheryl Cummings, Michael Garrett, Mary Haroyan, Pam Metz, Donna Pomerantz, Mitch Pomerantz, and Sandra Sermons. And I want to thank my committee for all of the hard work they do. We've been really busy trying to uh, just create programs and give people opportunities to know that we are, we are a very ethnic uh, organization and we just want to get everybody involved and included. So with that being said, we're going to start this morning with a presentation. Michael Garrett is going to talk to you about the importance of mentoring. And then Sandra Sermon is going to talk to you about ways in which the ACB can, some steps ACB can take to implement the program. And then Regina Brink is going to share with you the various types of mentoring uh, programs that we can implement. Then I'm going to come back with just a few tips on uh, some of the things that we can do at the local level to start the mentoring process and how to move it up to the uh, leadership level of ACB. So I'll turn it over to Michael Garrett to get us started. Good morning, everybody. I chose this first segment. I wanted to present this first segment of this presentation because of the uh, statistical significance and because of personal experience. And I want to 
preface my comments or this segment by saying uh, the presentation is sort of, it focuses on uh, Black and African-American uh, participation, but it can be uh, incre increased to include all people of color. So the, the very first thing that needs to be addressed is, is the obvious. Why mentoring? Why the need for mentoring? According to an article in Forbes magazine, in response to the Black Lives Matter uprising following the death of George Floyd, many organizations have committed to increasing uh, Black representation at the leadership levels. Both Microsoft and Uber have pledged to double the number of black employees in senior level positions. Google, Royal Bank Canada, Lloyd's Bank Group, and HSBC, another financial conglomerate, also are among companies who have publicly announced their plans to increase black representation in their leadership teams. This focus on top positions is part of a growing trend. While efforts to increase diversity have typically been uh, pushed at the more junior levels, over the past few years, external think tanks have been closely analyzing diversity in the upper ranks. According to the Center for Talent Innovation, Black employees hold only 3.2% of leadership roles. This gap must be addressed. However, beyond increasing Black representation at senior levels and Promise and the promise of anti-racism training. Many corporations have failed to outline support mechanism they plan to put in place for black employees early in their career. Now this feels like a crucial oversight because it it could be argued, argued that, that one reason there are so, so few, few top, top leaders is because companies do so little to help talented junior Black employees thrive. Now, many Black professionals join the work environment where they are in the racial minority, which can be isolating. They can be made to feel that they are merely a diversity participant and should be grateful just to be there. They endure racism and microaggressions, and they feel compelled to compress their feelings of hurt and frustration to avoid conforming to the stereotype of being angry. 
So with that in mind, here are four steps that organization leaders can take to foster a better environment. Sandra? Good morning. Thank you, Michael. Um, and thank you for allowing me to participate in this presentation. So what you can do is create a safe space. We need to feel comfortable. We need to feel that it is okay to have the meaningful conversations. Then things are not going well. I am not, uh, I don't feel as a valued employee or I don't feel as a valued ACB member. What can be done to engage and, and to not stereotype a person of color? Okay, you're just an angry black woman but rather to dig deeper, peel back the layers of the onion and, and try to ascertain what exactly is going on, what is being said, and more importantly, what isn't being said. Because we need to feel that conversation, it is okay to have the more painful conversations. It doesn't really matter whether it's a particular incident or race in general. Also, so it's not just the black thing. Um, anytime there is, whether there's racial unrest, you have something like George Floyd or you have some, you know, within the blind community, something happens. Um, people that are, are not people of color. So um, white ACB members should feel comfortable with having that conversation as well. Because keep in mind, we're people first. So nobody should be afraid to sort of enter into those conversations which typically have been regarded as being taboo. But no, if, if you feel, regardless of the color of your skin, if you feel like the conversation needs to be had, you need to be empowered enough um, to be in it and not feel like there are gonna be some repercussions. So you can't, you know, always wait for the person of color to, to engage. Sometimes, um, you know, you have to take the bullet, bite the bullet, and, and go ahead and, and step up yourself. Because we, we're celebrating our diversity, we're celebrating, but that allows for inclusion. So we're all people that we're bringing to the table, and therefore, any kind of issue um, racial issue, then that we need to really, it needs to no longer be taboo. We kind of have to um, strip that, that secrecy, that taboo away from it um, and go ahead and convene the conversation. Um, we need to be encouraged to be authentic. Whatever is happening, we, we need to be able to say the good, the bad, and the ugly without having to sugarcoat, without having to Oh, well, you know, tread lightly, walk on eggshells. If, if it is occurring, then we need to call it what it is, call it out, um, have a conversation, see what can be done, um, whether that's in the corporate world or in ACB, as, as we're discussing this morning. And quite often, um, you'll have instances where, let's say a person of color is just entering into the organization or just entering into um, the workplace, you know, you go along to get along. 
Okay. But that is not necessarily good. That's not necessarily going to make for a good uh, corporate official, a corporate workplace, and it doesn't necessarily make for a good organization. You know, you're just towing the party line because you feel like you have to when if inside you're miserable and you, you know, that doesn't, that does not bode well for longevity of membership. Um, people have to be comfortable. People have to feel valued. People have to uh, feel like whatever is going on, they can bring to the table without any kind of retaliation. Um, basically, a ACB traditionally is an organization that celebrates democracy. We go above and beyond. So we, we also have to celebrate diversity. We have to celebrate the differences because in celebrating differences, um, you are creating a stronger organization. Everybody has, an, has assets. They are, we are um, a wealth of opportunities. Uh, people of color have um, a bottomless pit with respect to talent, education level, life experiences. And we want those to be valued enough to bring to the table, enough to be tapped into when we have um, within our ACB and our organization, our chapters, our local state affiliates, special interest affiliates, and just chapters. We, we would like to bring the tapestry of our experiences to the table to help better the organization. So, and we need to be able to feel um, that the door is open for us to do that. And that holds true whether you're talking about ACB, which is what we're talking about now, or the corporate world. We, we need to be comfortable. We need to be able to be who we are. And we need to be celebrated for our differences and our uniqueness. We all have, we all have um, something that we can teach people, we all can learn from one another, and we have to be able to facilitate um, a situation wherein that can take place. There can't be this sort of, you know, um, one-sided thing. There can't be uh, fear and intimidation, retaliation, um, none of those things. There, there has to be open communication. There has to be a level of receptivity to what people are saying. People have to be made to feel comfortable and people have to be included. And one of the most, most important ways of doing that is to develop um, our, our mentoring program. That is a very direct way of engaging ACB in general, because it is um, the top down, like what Charlie would want, you know, or bottom up, like what Charlie would want, you know, we're taking the grassroots folks who are just coming in and, and we're combining them with people who maybe know the ropes a little bit better. They can teach them, we can teach them the ways of ACB and then they can take that through a mentoring program, they can take that and do us one better. They can improve the organization. They can be innovative. They can share their ideas and help to take ACB to the next level. Um, I, I think that mentoring programs are critical uh, for any organization, but particularly with ACB because it is a way of passing down our traditions while allowing um, new folks to pump in new blood and to um, stir things up a little, maybe not too much, but stir them up, you know, um, make all, make sure that all of the flavors are tasted, right? Because we, we are different people. We are different. We have, um, we're celebrating our diversity.
And with that, I am going to turn it over to Regina. Hello, and thank you, Sandra. Thank you, uh, Peggy, Garrett, and David, for this opportunity to present today. So I am talking about establishing. So mentoring is a relationship. And I'm going to repeat that because I think this is the most important part. Mentoring is a relationship in which a more experienced or more knowledgeable person helps to guide a less experienced or less knowledgeable person. And the reason I said that relationship is so important is because that allows you to talk to someone in a way that you can't if you don't establish that relationship first. There are constructive things you can say to someone that will be received differently if you have a relationship with them than if you don't. And some of those things that need to be said to the newbie are important and they can't be transmitted without someone that develops that relationship. And that takes some time and some investment. The mentor may be older or younger than the person being mentored, but they must have a certain idea of expert, or a certain level of expertise. Mentoring is important, not only because of the knowledge and skills mentees learn from mentors, but also because mentoring provides professional socialization and personal support to facilitate success in the organization. Quality mentoring greatly enhances mentees' chances for success. And stages of mentoring, so there's stages just like in anything else in life, successful mentoring relationships go through four basic phases. There's preparation, and that's like getting everything, you know, establishing that relationship, negotiating, getting to know that person, what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses, and where do they envision themselves, then enabling growth, and then closure, which that may be a different thing. It may, those relationships may continue on past the mentoring stage. And these build on each other and vary in length. In each phase, there are specific steps and strategies that lead to mentoring excellence. So there's mentoring types. The traditional one we're all familiar with is one-on-one -on -one mentoring. A mentee and mentor are matched either through a program or on their own. But there's distance mentoring or e-mentoring, a mentoring relationship in which the two parties or groups or a group are in different locations. We've all become very familiar with this e-mentoring thing now. <laughs> and then there's group mentoring. A single mentor is matched with several mentees. There's a mentoring model, and the most traditional mentoring model is where one senior person from the organization or more experienced, because it may not have to do with uh, age, you know, maybe someone loses their sight way later on in life, and this is a brand new experience to them. So it, but someone senior in that organization mentors one junior person 
from the organization. For example, if you have an operation where there are many mentee candidates, but a limited number of potential mentors, that would have to happen. And you may have to do group mentoring, e-mentoring, because it might work best. So with that, I want to turn it back to Peggy Garrett. And thank you for uh, listening to that about mentoring. All right. So thank you, Michael and Sandra and Regina. And I am now on Michael's computer because I got kicked off of my phone. So, but thank you all for, for sharing that information. Um, mentoring is, is definitely something that we need to implement, but it does need to operate from the grassroots up because it is there that people's potential and their contributions first are, are made available. So it is incumbent upon the president and other leadership at the chapter level to get to know their members, to find out, as, as, as Regina just said, what their strengths and weaknesses are, find out what their niche is, encourage them to get involved, starting with maybe serving on a local committee. If it's something as simple as welcoming, welcoming people uh, to meetings, making phone calls to remind people of their upcoming meetings or activities, getting them involved in that way gives them a sense of, of just being embraced and being included. And from there, you can help them to determine what their niche is, to move into uh, maybe chairing a committee for your chapter, then moving into maybe serving as your representative for your chapter to your state affiliate, chairing a, a committee at that state level. And then it becomes incumbent upon the, the affiliate president to help that person to move up into the leadership. Leadership in a lot of cases, now because of the, the, the last year, the events and the reaching out and includes, including people through community activities, uh, a lot of people who normally would not have been made known to some of the leadership, that, you know, that, that's been great. But on average, some of our members are never going to be known to leadership unless they're introduced through the local chapter, through the state, and then to the national level. So these are some ways that we can really reach out, include people of all ethnicities. And, and this will strengthen the organization because as I said in the beginning, there is a wealth of talent out there that's untapped. But we as an organization need to make everybody feel welcomed and encourage them to share of their talents because everybody has something to offer. We just have to figure out what it is and where they best fit. So with that, uh, Mr. President, if we have time for questions, we'll open it up for questions. Yes, Peggy, we do have about uh, 10 minutes here. We'll go uh, uh, go for four questions. Uh, mm -hmm. So again, I want to, and maybe while people are uh, waiting to raise their hands and we'll have uh, Cindy and Donna kind of recognize them here in just a moment. I first wanted to have just a brief conversation that as you all were speaking, I thought of two years ago at our DC Leadership Conference where we started kind of a similar mentoring program 
around, uh, you know, younger people, getting them involved, kind of fostered by mm-hmm. our uh, Next Generation Committee. And that yeah. really, I think, uh, that seed uh, kind of capital really, uh, really worked well in really inviting people to come, to meet leaders, to participate in the president's meeting and the legislative seminar, uh, to, mm-hmm. to integrate them into, you know, the the workings of ACB. And, and then we've seen uh, the fruits of that here two years later. And so, I would really uh, welcome us to continue to have a conversation as part of the mentoring program that perhaps, uh, you know, we can, we can work to, you know, uh, to establish a program um, next year, maybe to bring some, uh, some, um, uh, you know, a team uh, from through the multicultural affairs mentoring program to the DC leadership conference. So that sounds really good. That sounds great. And next generation is just one example of mentoring. However, within this organization, we have people of all ages who are who need mentoring because uh, we at our local chapter level did a leadership training for new members or for people who've been around for a while, but just were not totally aware of how ACB or operates. Uh, they were not quite clear on the difference between the local chapter, the state affiliate, and then the national organization. So what I told them, and they kind of laughed, but what I said to them is think of it as as us being the child at the chapter level, the state being the parent, and the ACB being the grandparent. So you have the three levels of you know, of, of getting of, of getting to know how the organization actually started, uh, knowing your chapter's history, knowing the affiliate's history, and then knowing the history of ACB. And it worked really well because of the 18 people that we took through that program, uh, only five of them have dropped out. Everybody else is either chairing a committee, serving on committees, or some of them even now active at the state level. So it can be done. Um, you know, and, and like I said, the youth, we need the youth. We definitely need youth. But there are so many other people who are talented and have a lot to offer. And we don't want to leave anybody out. Oh, and, and I wasn't implying that it was only for the youth. I'm just saying that was a model that we, uh, yes. you know, deployed and it really worked mm-hmm. well. So I think we could do the same thing uh, for our, uh, you know, uh, of folks of color and, and really looking to see how we promote and give those people an opportunity to engage. Uh, and so, so thank you. And uh, let's maybe see uh, Cindy or Donna, do we have any hands raised uh, for questions? We do. Uh, Robert, you may speak. Thank you. Uh, just a couple of, couple of questions. One, do you understand this concept uh, to be maybe a function of the membership committee since they are responsible for recruitment and retention? And second, do you have uh, perhaps a, a program that would allow training for the mentors, maybe bring in other organizations that do in fact mentor and uh, provide maybe even a Zoom meeting or some sort of training for people who are willing to be mentors? Thank you. Thank you, Robert, for, for your question. 
yes, we we are currently working with other organizations. We are working with people outside of the organization to put together a mentoring program that will work. And thus the information that we shared with you today. You know, I'd like to, uh, I think I'd be remiss if I did not take a moment to thank uh, Jane Dunham, who did the board training, who also did a couple of trainings for us earlier in the year, and who actually contributed to our presentation this morning. So I want to take a moment to thank her for for uh, for you know for assisting us with that. I'm sure she's listening, so thank you, Jane. But yes, we we are definitely working on that. Now we have worked with the membership committee. As a matter of fact, we did a uh, presentation with the membership committee last month where we talked about outreach and inclusion. Uh, there were some questions about how to do outreach to, to Blacks and other people of color. Uh, we did a whole presentation on that, and that is available. That information is available on the MCAC website. So we are always looking for opportunities. If people have suggestions, we're more than welcome to incorporate those as much as we can into the uh, programs that, that we'll, we'll be presenting in the future. Next, we have Deanna. Deanna, one Good of afternoon. our former MCAC members. <laughs> yes, before I got so bogged down in family responsibilities and had to cut back on what I was doing. One of the tricky things I think is Knowing that you're not there to provide all the answers when you're a mentor. A lot of what you do is listen. Mm -hmm. Because if you keep overriding what the person is telling you, then you can't really help them. Because your answers on how to handle a situation may not work for them. I'm a very shy person, which people laugh when I say that. But um, I am. And it often makes me very uncomfortable to be pulled forward and forced into the limelight because I'm a representative of my people. However, I understand the necessity for it. So, in the people that have mentored me, I think of people like Kim Charlson, who met me when I came to my first state convention as a young mother, left my husband at home with a year-old, three-year-old, and a 13-year-old, grabbed the Greyhound bus, <clears throat> and went to Portland on behalf of my church, who wanted to know more about the Oregon Council of the Blind. And they gave me 100 bucks and said, go, go find out what it's about. Kim sat down with me and asked me a lot of questions. And before I knew it, she had me writing for the stylist because writing was what I did with the things that are running around in circles in my head. And I think that's key. Um, not everybody is at the same place and not every answer works the same way for sure. each individual. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you so much, Deanna. It's good to hear your voice. Take care. You too. And next we have Alan. Okay, very good. Uh, yes, my question is about uh, his, the Hispanic community. And we have, um, they're, they're um, thought to be, or they are going to be the largest community of color in the future. Uh, and a lot of those people do not speak English well. And I think we, we should um, have a, a program or, or an outreach to that community because, of course, there are a lot of people who are blind 
and visually impaired in that community as well. But um, that's, I, I believe that we were probably um, could could do well by reaching out to Hispanic, the Hispanic community uh, uh, because there are a lot of people there as well. Thank you for that, Alan. And I totally agree with you. As a matter of fact, when we did the uh, membership, did the session with membership, that was one of the things that we addressed, which is how to do outreach to minority groups. Sometimes they have festivals. Uh, getting to know just one person who's visually impaired within that group, having them to introduce you to others, other people, help you disseminate information into their group is usually one way of, of getting started. If you have someone in your uh, immediate uh, chapter who speaks Spanish, that's always a help as well. But there are a lot of ways that we can do outreach. We just have to start to think outside of the box not to do things in a way that we're already familiar with, the things doing it the way we've always done it. We just have to look for new ways of, of getting to know people and being willing to step out and make the, and take those chances to get to know folks. Well, Peggy and team, thank you all so much for this presentation. So Peggy, if people want to get in touch with you or learn more about the Multicultural Affairs Committee and the uh, mentoring program. How how is best to get in touch with you? Uh, I'll give you my both my email and phone because it's all over the world already anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but, but my email is p r c garrett and that's g a r r e t t p r c garrett at s b c global dot net, and you may reach me by phone at two eight one four three eight nine six six five and again i'd like to thank you uh president spoon and committee for the opportunity to present this morning thank you very much thank you pecky thank you michael thank you sandra and thank you regina we really and and all the members of the multicultural affairs committee thank you for all that you're doing and uh, thank you for continuing to shepherd us through uh hopefully what is a uh, large growth area for the american council of blind both in membership and leadership. So thank you, Peggy. Thank you. Uh, uh, next, uh, we're going to have uh, kind of want to make people aware that we are now going to uh, have a, a little bit of a uh, shortened uh, uh, leadership connection show with Tony and Debbie. So that uh, will run until uh, 11, uh, 1135, I believe, if I've got my math right. Uh, so right now, uh, I want to let, give everybody just a rundown. We're going to have the Connection Show, an opportunity to stretch your legs, take a break, listen to some conversation with uh, Tony Stevens, our development director from Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, Debbie Hazelton, our program director of ACB Radio from Dothan, Alabama. After the connection show, we will have three concurrent breakout sessions. So in room A, which is right here on mainstream. So if you want to listen to the presentation in room A, you don't have to change Zoom links or change uh, your channel on your Echo. You will be on ACB Radio mainstream right here. And that will be a conversation on ACB radio transitioning to ACB uh, media network. 
And that will be hosted by Tony Stevens, along with Debbie Hazelton, Rick Morin, and Jeff Bishop. On Room B, which is broadcast on ACB Radio Live Event. So again, Room B, broadcast on ACB Radio Live Event. Also can get there through your Echo device. And that uh, will be a session on communication and marketing toolkit for affiliates. Uh, that's going to be presented by our co-chairs of our Public uh, Awareness Steering Committee, uh, Kelly Gask and Katie Frederick, along with our consultant that has been helping us so much with our putting together our communications plan and has some exciting uh, new information to share with our affiliates on a marketing and communications toolkit for the affiliates, Kate Vendemio from Mount Vernon Consulting. And then our third breakout session, which will be in room C, which will be broadcast on ACB radio special event. So ACB radio special event for your echo call. And that session will be on membership and membership services, recruiting members, how you really use your, your member uh, database and we really are looking for affiliate uh, information buy-in and an excellent discussion in this particular area uh, because we are really working to better integrate our ACB uh, AMS membership system with the local uh, and state affiliates and chapter membership certification process. We believe there's a lot of opportunities to improve our membership flow of information and how our certification process takes place. So please join Cindy Hollis, uh, Nancy Marks Becker, uh, Carla Rushable, and Jane Corona for a very good discussion on membership. And that's in Room C special event, ACB Radio special event. So those will be our three breakout sessions. And now I would like to turn it over to uh, Tony Stevens and Debbie Hazelton for our first Leadership Connection show. So welcome, Tony and Debbie. The applause goes wild. Woo! All right. <laughs> Thank you yes, so much, indeed. Mr. President. <laughs> Welcome. Good morning. Good to hear your shining and excited voices. Yes. Oh, they're they're, they're very shining and excited. Good morning, Debbie. Have to break out in choir. <laughs> Hello. Hello. We're back. Yeah, we are. It's great Long to be with you. Chat. Yeah. You All right. Well. It's very exciting. I saw it 118 listening on ACB Radio Mainstream this morning. Welcome to everybody on ACB Radio. Good morning. Mm, yeah. And before we get going, I know we have a guest, but I'm going to take a moment of personal privilege and say that uh, you guys, I want you to feed the fundraiser for ACB Radio. Wait, that wait, that's my job. Hold on. Jason. Now. Well, but it's Jason's <laughs> concert. I know. Go it's ahead. Our, it's your it's your glory. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, you feed it too. I want you to as well. Uh, but it's sitting at 3,900. Come on, you guys. We want to get to 5,000. And if we can, we'll get even further. But definitely, come on. That's 1,100 to go. And this and, helps. And, and go ahead. No, you're, you're referencing the ACB fundraiser for ACB yes. Radio that was last over Valentine's yes, Day. Yes, that a was on Valentine's Jason Castingway. Yeah. And for $25, you get the MP3. 
but you can even give more if you feel so um, generous. And we know many of you are. Thanks to everyone who's given. And we want to say thanks to everybody that was given and has given and then will continue to give. It has been such an, a wonderful year of outpouring. As a director of development, I've been very humbled by the amount of support people have been throwing their way to ACB and ACB radio. So to uh, give to that, go to tinyurl.com slash ACB radio. And okay, Tony, I need to not interrupt you now. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> We're back again. This is wonderful. Those that don't know why we keep saying we're back, we uh, Debbie and I had the Convention Connect show uh, during our, our live convention last year. But this year, you came up with a wonderful new title. So what are we called this year for the Leadership Conference, Debbie? Leadership Live! Woo-hoo! I love it. Leadership Live. So welcome, everybody, to Leadership Live. Uh, I think we've got, if our first guest is already on, it's time for that it's- mini mall minute. Yeah! Carla, Carla Patty, you Carla, there? Carla, Carla. So let's see if they're there. If they're there, say hi. She and in the meantime, me. we will Somebody we did. will do some some banter in the meantime. Uh, yeah. This is going to be a shorter leadership live, so we can catch up some time. We apologize for the technical difficulties that we had earlier in the day trying to get the audio to play through on the Zoom. Uh, thanks to Rick Morin, who's who's housing our our Boston contingency control room up in Boston. So Rick was able to to step in for us and play that video. So Rick, thank you so much. Uh, folks don't know there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes for these things. And, uh, and we want to thank all the volunteers and everybody, Debbie, you and your streamers and folks for ACB Radio. We're also streaming this live. You can go to acb.org slash live now and tune in to all the main general sessions. We try to make it as Actually, easy for people to remember. ACB.org slash live. And we're on well, mainstream as well right now for the radio. Well, live will be the concurrent events. We're actually streaming on on um, mainstream only. But when we have our breakouts, no, that's right. yeah. But when we have our, our, our main sessions, special. we'll be on live. Um, well, no. Folks can stick in on this channel, uh, stay on this channel, and you'll be listening to more ACB radio coming up in a couple of minutes as well. So we'll yeah, be having uh, Jeff Bishop and Rick Moore join us on this channel. So. We're streaming on mainstream for our, all of our general sessions and for our breakouts, we'll be on live event and on special event as well as on mainstream. Uh, Donna, do you see anyone, uh, Carla or Patty for Minimal raising Are a they hand? Unmuted? Yeah. Ah, let's see. So Carla or Patty are out there because I had some raised hands earlier, but uh, let's see who this is. I think they should have had a panelist invite, but well, we have Patty. Yes, okay. Patty. There we go. Great. Let's have Patty. Yeah, you want me to promote her for the minute? Yes. minute. Well, yeah, it had her just. Yeah, sure. Unmute her. Hello, can okay. y'all hear me? There, there we are. Yes, I promoted her to panelist. Patty Cox with CCLVI, living in, out in Kentucky. Are you all surviving Kentucky? Hi. Is it snowing out there right now? What's the weather like, Patty? Are you still there, Patty? Oh, we heard you, you get for muted again. <laughs> Okay. No, pat- she should be able to unmute. She was. As I promoted her. Well, then. Can you all hear me now? Yep, yep we, we hear us. you now, Patty. Hey, good you. morning. Good morning. We had about six inches of snow here throughout a couple of days, and now it's melting away. Oh, hopefully not too icy. Temperatures are rising. So Thank we got our you. first mini mall minute. Uh, so so folks can can warm themselves with some ACB swag. What do we got going on, Patty, for the mini mall minute? Well, first of all, I want to say that this week we're calling it a DC celebration all week. All right. You can listen to the Mini Mall Minute. You can watch the email list for updates and specials throughout the whole week. And um, if you're not on the list, then you need to send an email to mail plus subscribe at acblist.org. 
And in honor of this celebration, we're doing 10% off any, um, any orders over $75 or more. You can reach us at 877-630-7190 or 877-969-MALL. And that's 877-969-6255. And uh, what I want to show you all is we have one product right now. Um, and hopefully you all can see this. Uh, it's an ACB jacket. It's very warm. It's extremely warm in my house. It will keep you warm outside in the cold. It's got the ACB logo on the left chest. It does zip completely up. There's two pockets on the outside and on either side of the zipper on the inside, there are some big pockets. So you can put a lot in this jacket to carry it with you. It even a fiddle cane all the way down in that pocket right. on the inside. And these are $55. Um, they're on special. And um, give us a call. We will have more uh, products for, for me to demo for you, tell you about later on. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Patty. And just real quick, one more time. What's that number again? It is 877-969-MALL. It's eight. 77969-6255 or 877-630-7190. Excellent. Thank you so much. And thanks for our mini mall minutes back again, just like convention. So it's nice to have you back. Thank you. Uh, stay stay warm in that, that yes. ACB coat. All right, Debbie. So we're yeah. we're gonna be hanging out here on this channel. That's great. So, and I know you're planning um, more sponsors this week and others to come in and join us. Yeah, we'll be having, um, I think, uh, uh, Vanda and Vespero are both sponsors. Thanks thanks to our main sponsors, J.P. Morgan Chase. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, uh, Matt Ader for Vanda's, uh, no, Matt Ader with Vespero and Jennifer Lineman with Vanda. I just gave them job changes. Uh, They'll be joining (laughs) us as well. uh, you know, over the, over the course, I think, I think uh, we'll be with us on Tuesday because it's health and wellness Tuesday and digital inclusion on Tuesday as well. Cool. So, uh, but yeah, we've got uh, some more folks coming in. Uh, we're going to have some folks from California joining us at the four o'clock uh, leadership live for a few minutes. Great. Um, and another mini mall minute. So, yeah. So what's I think the, what would well, go ahead, Debbie, what's the weather like where you are? It's icy. It's cold oh. and icy. Yeah, I kind of ice skated my way from the hotel down the street from the office today. Oh, so, um, but it's good. It's starting to melt hopefully today. Some, so we got, we, we were not nearly as bad as other parts of the country. So and, uh, we're thinking of everybody in Texas right now. Uh, you're on our, on our thoughts and, and prayers and, and, you know, Peggy and, and Michael are in Houston and we know everybody down in Texas was hit really hard because uh, they're not used to cold weather like we are up in the North. So you're, you're down in Dothan, aren't you? Did it come through your way, Debbie? Oh yeah, we got into the twenties again. We've had, we've been in the twenties yeah. several times. I mean, I know that's that's probably warm for where many yeah. of you are. <laughs> that can be cold down south, I know. So, uh, just real quick for folks that are wanting to listen in on our other channels, we'll do a quick rundown on what's coming up on ACB Radio Live Events. Is going to be having our communications uh, conversation. Uh, we'll be having affiliate communications toolkit. That's going to be being released. So you can tune in to some comms consultants and find out what's going on. That's on ACB radio live events. You can ask you that shall not be named or go through the ACB link so app or go to the ACB website radio live. 
to Miss A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, perfect. And then on special events, we've got uh, about uh, certification and the future direction for um, for doing our member certification with Cindy Hollis and a team on her end. So she'll be doing that. And that's on our, our other, uh, what we're calling Room C. So Room B was communications. You're right now listening in Room A, which is going to be uh, ACB Media Network and the next generation, sort of our next uh, future of, of ACB radio and every, everything in that sense. But yeah, so uh, uh, in C, you've got Cindy Hollis, and you can listen to that on where? Is that special events, I think? That's special Cindy? event, and you can say to Miss A, open ACB radio special. Excellent. Thank you so yep. much. And, and for so, the media network, uh, we're on you know, mainstream. Mm-hmm. And we'll be hanging out on this channel right now. So everybody yeah. listening in now, uh, if you're on ACB radio mainstream, you're loving ACB mm-hmm. radio, and you're going to get more of it coming up in That's just right. a minute. So. We will be uh, giving folks that time. So, uh, you know, go uh, make sure you you wash your hands. Maybe if you haven't washed your hands yet today, we're still trying to keep that in practice. Go to tinyurl.com. Go to tinyurl.com. All right. Don't make this an NPR show, please. So it's not Pledge Week yet. Operators are standing by. Yeah. So. I don't think they are. So that's why we're, all the operators are here trying to run the Zoom <laughs> That's meetings. right. I know. So uh, we're going to be moving into our session. Um, it's 11.37 now. So yeah, uh, hopefully everybody's gotten to their respective rooms they want to go to now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so remember, it's group. Uh, the room B is going to be, uh, you You should have gotten uh, invite links as well for those that, that uh, registered. Thanks to everybody that registered for this year's conference. We had over 340 at the last count I had. So great. Which is triple the amount of people we get. Mm. Um, but we're so excited to be having this streamed over ACB radio and this will be the transition. Uh, 